0: Guten Tag! Welcome to the Friends with Benefits Isolation Series podcast, where we'll talk about various social topics and have special guests throughout.
1: From cooking to personal well-being, our aim is to discuss, diverge and share our thoughts and get everyone involved. It's a great way to keep up communication during these uncertain times. So sit back, grab a bevvy, and happy listening. Danke, Danke
0: für zuhören und bis zum, zum nächsten nächste Mal! Mal. Alrighty, so we're back with another episode of the podcast, uh, Friends with Benefits, the isolation special. <coughs> oh, sorry. Just um, had a chili tuna pasta that Patty whipped up and uh, got a bit of chili stuck in my throat here. So Pay's giving me the old eye roll at the moment, but I think she's pretty proud of me. How was your day, Patricia?
1: It was pretty good, guys. I did wake up quite late, probably around 10 o'clock. Um, then just made breakfast, did a bit of a workout and now I'm making this podcast. Mm. How about podcast, you? Podcast.
0: Me, Bernard. Well, working from home on the Friday, woke up a bit early, um, because I needed to contact some, uh, my <laughs> colleagues in Australia to go through some work topics. And then, yeah, was on the phone for quite a long time in the morning and then, Sort of had a breezy afternoon, and now we have a bit of an opportunity or some spare time to talk to you all about a super important topic that's been um, that's been suggested by our mates. It is all about toothbrushing techniques and toothpaste today. So, Patricia, our resident specialist, tell us more. Tell <laughs> us, tell us some more details about brushing and toothpaste. Hey guys, so I'm
1: gonna make this a little bit shorter than last time because I understand it was probably a little bit long and a little bit tedious Um, so why do we wash our teeth so just um, reinforcing what we said last episode we want to be removing that plaque bacteria and debris which builds up because we're eating and drinking constantly which does contribute to holes and gum disease so just like we wash ourselves every day you want to be brushing your mouth as well for good hygiene reasons
0: Okay, that's, that's for you kids. So that's why we brush our teeth. It's just like washing our bodies. We also need to keep our teeth in tip-top shape. So whenever your parents or loved one tells you to brush their teeth, don't think that they're trying to nag you. It's a vital, important step of each and every single day. All right. So, I mean, that explains why we should brush our teeth. But what should our routine also look like? I mean, the golden rule... For memory, you know, when we are growing up was also always brushed twice a day. One in the morning when you wake up and one at night before you sleep. Is that is that still correct? That's
1: so- technically correct, Bennett. Um, we do actually recommend brushing after breakfast and before bed with flossing ideally at night. So I personally don't actually have the time to brush after breakfast and most of you probably don't. So I brush when I wake up. Look, ideally, it's better if we brush after we eat. But, you know. We don't have the time for that. It's As long as you get that nighttime brushing down pat, that is great. So you do want to brush for two minutes where each quarter of the mouth is for about 30 seconds. Um, and you want to be focusing on the back teeth because that's really... You don't really see that in the mirror, guys. We do find that you brush more towards the front teeth and forget the back teeth. So that's really important.
0: For our listeners back home, I mean... Patty said, or Patricia actually, sorry, Patricia, I don't know who Patty is. She said the four quadrants of the mouth, and your mouth is, is is split into four quadrants. We have the one, two, three, and four, but to make it quite simple, you essentially imagine your teeth in half, is that correct, Patricia? And then yeah. split it left and right. So you do a split down your middle teeth um, on a vertical level, and then split those to a left and right side, and of course, you've got an upper jaw and a lower jaw, and that makes four different quadrants. So if you're doing 30 seconds each quadrant, uh, concentrate on the posteriors, correct? The back teeth, yeah. And actually, before you go on to the next point, I also heard something um, before, and I know you've said it a few times to me, but you want to wait 30 minutes after you eat to brush. Is that correct?
1: Exactly right, guys. So food itself, um, especially carbohydrates and sugar, actually have acid and Essentially, if you're not giving your mouth a bit of time, then you're pretty much brushing acid away on your teeth. So you are getting rid of that extra hard enamel on your teeth because it's, it's quite soft when acid is on there. And then you're just brushing that away, guys. You definitely want to be waiting at least 30 minutes to make sure that the levels in the mouth are up to a neutral stage.
0: Okay, okay. So again, for our listeners back home, uh, some of the foods that we might eat, just say, before we go to bed or like after dinner, we might have an So say an for orange. example, yeah, yeah,
1: an orange citric acid, guys, that's very low in pH. You don't want to be brushing straight away. Just yeah. wait a little bit.
0: So, okay, so you'd be spreading the acidity around your teeth If you brush too soon after eating something like an orange after dinner okay so allow 30 minutes i guess that's a bit difficult if we have a pretty rushed morning routine where uh if we do decide to have breakfast first and and then wait around a bit and then go brush 30 minutes after it's probably not the best i mean it's not the most realistic thing unless we're all very prepared in the morning so but brushing before you have breakfast is relatively okay yeah okay cool no worries uh, just a cheeky question here: If you could just brush once a day, would you pick nighttime or morning?
1: I would pick nighttime, okay. guys.
0: That's for you, kiddos. So uh, if you want to get Josh. away, oh Josh, geez, he he pops up again. This guy brush twice a day, but if you absolutely cannot brush twice a day for whatever reason you have, uh, it's more important to brush at nighttime. Okay, okay, awesome. So yeah, if you could sort of maybe go through how to brush correctly because. When I first met you, I thought brushing was just completely normal. You just get your toothbrush, chuck it in your mouth, go for a go for a couple strokes and then, you know, twenty seconds later, bobbed your uncle, everything's good. But as far as I know now, uh, and from what you've taught me, there is a proper technique. Can you describe it? Are you going straight horizontally and brushing like you would a I don't know, like a like sandpaper style, or would you go like into swirls or what's and which area are you looking at like the, the surfaces of your teeth? Are you looking more towards the gum?
1: All right. So good question. So you do I know want to start a, I know with it's a good, good question. quality toothbrush oh, first. Okay. So you want to have a nice, small, compact head, nothing too large. Otherwise you're going to be missing quite a lot of teeth and not doing it thoroughly enough. And especially if you've got hard switch areas. So if you've got some teeth at the very, very back, say your wisdom teeth, which is really hard to reach as well. You want to be using a nice, small, compact head and also soft filaments. So this prevents you from brushing too hard, yep. which can also cause permanent damage to the gums. I don't know if you've seen it before, guys, but or if you've heard about receding gums.
0: Mm. You can actually
1: brush your gums away with the toothbrush if you're brushing too hard. Um, and making sure that you do replace your Toothbrush every three months. Or three sooner. months.
0: Fantastic. Three months, guys.
1: So, if the bristles have frayed, you may want to even replace it sooner than that. Or, I also recommend if you've been sick as well, because you don't want to be putting those gems back into your mouth. Interesting. Now, toothbrushing techniques. I definitely recommend what we call the base technique, which is proven to prevent and control gum disease. Um, it stimulates the gums most effectively so it removes all this plaque along the gum line which you know we did talk about gingivitis so it's most effective at targeting gingivitis so inflammation of the gums
0: okay and, and just wanted to confirm here uh, by filaments you mean the, the bristles on the, the tooth the bristles okay, itself, perfect.
1: exactly right and
0: I mean going on from our last podcast where we discussed uh, gingivitis when you when you are eating throughout the day um i guess a lot of the food does get trapped into those those perimeter areas of the tooth right so i mean if you're not going to get things stuck on the surface on the middle of your tooth it's going to be in between the gaps between the teeth mm-hmm. and where that gum line is that mm-hmm. you're saying so exactly you're saying right. that it's like very important to brush obviously in between the teeth but importantly where the gum line is mm-hmm. okay and i mean if you're brushing towards the gum line how does the gum recede if you brush too much like does it just sort of wear away or does it what happens and does it grow back
1: so if you are brushing too hard that's why you got to be careful um along the gum line you can see it actually like your teeth are actually growing taller
0: mm-hmm. yep. you
1: feel like you're probably looking in the mirror like oh that's actually quite nice but that protective layer that's supposed to be covered by the gum line. So now the, tooth, the more the tooth exposure is exposed. And that's actually a weakened state of the tooth. So that, that area that's not supposed to be shown doesn't have that protective enamel layer.
0: Okay. Ah. And
1: then you can wear away your teeth quicker
0: as well. Okay. That's no good. Mm hmm. Okay. And does the gum then like, also become looser by any not, chance? No? Not
1: exactly. Um, it just can't grow back.
0: Okay. So
1: once that happens, unfortunately, it can't just magically Jeez. grow back down again. Yeah. And if it becomes quite severe, you can get surgery done yeah. to kind of get another piece of gum from the back of your mouth and stick it in place and then okay. sew it back up. But I mean, it's just not really necessary if yeah. you can prevent it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, if you hear that as well, guys, I mean, not only do your teeth not grow back if you, if you lose them, your, your gums also, or your gum line is will also not grow back. So super important things uh, that you know only apply in this situation. So um, you know another common question or myth. You know, can one brush fit everyone? So you see all these different sizes. But I mean, from, for all adults, can they just use one brush? And for all kids, can they just use one brush in terms of the size? And um, we we touched about the bristles as well. Is there something? I think you recommended a softer one before. So I think there's always like a soft, medium, hard. What's the purposes of like the medium and the hard?
1: Um, actually in Australia, we don't sell hard toothbrushes anymore.
0: Oh, really? Um, okay. We're
1: only selling soft and medium. But if you are seeing hard out there, especially in like those $2 shops, I definitely don't recommend you getting one. Mm-hmm. Um, they. The reason why they only sell medium these days is because consumers actually like to buy medium and you have to be careful in that way because you can obviously destroy the teeth and gums by using a medium. So that's why I recommend using a soft toothbrush. Okay. Soft, but just soft going, bristles. Just going back on toothbrushing techniques, because I actually haven't explained what the base technique, oh
0: sorry that was my bad all
1: i did state was that you do have to brush on the gum line
0: i'm so sorry for. so what you you want
1: to do is actually hold the toothbrush towards the teeth and gums. so actually angling your toothbrush we like to say about 45 degrees towards the gums and then you want to be vibrating that toothbrush in a slightly circular motion um maybe getting about two or three teeth at a time and then you move along to the next set of teeth and so that's with the back teeth and also the front teeth but then obviously you want to be um, brushing normally on those chewing surfaces so holding that toothbrush flat and brushing back and forth and then once you get to the teeth along the along the tongue you also want to be using that 45 degree okay. angle and using that sweeping motion um, just to effectively remove all that bacteria okay. so toothbrush heads for kids, obviously, there are those kids' toothbrushes out there which have a smaller head for their little teeth. It's easier for them to use, guys. You don't want to get them an adult-sized toothbrush because they're going to be missing a lot of areas. And it's going to be hard to even put it inside their mouth. Um, as well as this, obviously, the way you teach them how to brush is different as well because they can't themselves do this special base technique that I've just showed you to brush along the gum line. The easiest way to teach them is just using small circular motions. So making sure that you're also supervising them um, and holding that toothbrush for them at around ninety degrees and doing small circular motions.
0: Okay. So definitely demonstrate for them, get them into the habit of it, and uh, yeah, afterwards I'm sure it will just become second nature and they would just be able to do it without I mean, realizing.
1: You're probably finding it so hard just to even get them to get the toothbrush in the mouth, but you know, baby steps. You know, you want them to start at a young age. You, know, you want to clean their teeth even when they're babies. So after feeding, get like a wet cloth, mm-hmm. wipe their mouth. Then once they're starting to get into that toddler stage, get them to, you know, have a toothbrush in their hand. It doesn't have to have toothpaste on it, but they're just... Just having it in their mouths is just great because they know that okay, it's it's good to brush. Or that toothbrush is actually for brushing teeth itself. And then as you get older, you know you do still wanna, um, monitor them, um, when they're brushing, and you could even monitor them up to about eight or ten years old because they may not be you know still doing the best that they can do. Yeah. Um. So you know maybe you go in first and then they'll go in after so that they know that it's you know, it's encouraging them to, to do it themselves and they'll get to that stage where they're quite
0: independent. Nice, very cool, very nice. Okay, and for adults, um, does it matter too much? I mean, I, I actually personally prefer the kids' toothbrushes and I've been using it quite a bit, as you know, because they have the suction thing at the bottom so I can just put it onto the shower window um, and not worry about it. Uh, does it matter that the, that the head uh, is small and I have a relatively big mouth?
1: Definitely not. Um, I actually love the small brushes because it can get into the nooks and crannies that it's just really hard for a normal size toothbrush to reach. Yep. So there's nothing wrong with buying a kid size toothbrush. Mm-hmm. I've definitely got a lot of kid size manual toothbrushes downstairs that I use on a daily.
0: Okay, cool. Perfect. So so for adults, you can pick what you want. Essentially go for a soft one and for kids, make sure you have a small one and you should be pretty good. Alrighty. I mean last thing on toothbrushes, um, there's a pretty golden question as well, the electric toothbrush. I mean we have a, I have a pretty good personal experience with this when I think you came home one day from work and someone, I think one of the companies had given you a, an electric toothbrush. What was it? A, a Oral-B? Philips Sonicare. A Philips Sonicare. And I hope you don't mind me sharing this this story with everyone. but. I remember me saying, Hey, you already have like a million electric toothbrushes. We're going to sell this. And then (laughs) we ended up selling this on Gumtree or something like that. What was the retail value? Like 300 bucks.
1: Something like that. Something like
0: that. And so we got it for free from the company. um, And then I think we listed it for a bit of a hundred bucks, maybe a hundred. We ended up selling for $120. Um, And that's a lot of money for a toothbrush. So, why is there such a big difference? Sometimes you see in the supermarkets you'll see an electric toothbrush for twenty five thirty bucks, and then you see the one that you got for three hundred dollars. What are, what's the main difference? And also tell us a bit more about the electric toothbrush. Is it better than a normal toothbrush? Is it is it worth the investment? Are there any advantages or disadvantages?
1: Yeah. All right. So, um, electric toothbrushes look. I definitely recommend them. They are just more efficient at removing plaque. So I mean, why not? let the brush do it for you rather than you do it yourself um i love my electric brush which i got from philips um it's claimed to brush will do about 62,000 movements per minute now you can't even do that with a manual toothbrush can you actually move that manual toothbrush for sixty-two thousand 000 does it, times? Really does it really matter does not really matter it's definitely more efficient at removing black oh at this rate right, guys um and also studies have shown that you know using a manual toothbrush you probably have to do about five minutes worth of brushing to compare it to two minutes of electric brushing
0: okay
1: now moving on to the question where there are those varying prices in electric toothbrushes. Look, mm-hmm. they are pretty much all the same. You may have one that's for $30 and it's just your basic toothbrush and you've got one for $300. The $300 one may have, say, um, an app which you connect it to your phone and it will show you the areas and where to brush for 30 seconds in the, in that quarter of the mouth so then yep. you can move on to the next quarter of the mouth. Mm-hmm. Or it might actually show you it might light up and say you're brushing too hard. So if you feel as though those aspects are what you want to concentrate on, then you buy that more expensive toothbrush. But essentially they're all the same because eventually you need to actually replace those electric toothbrushes Mm. because the batteries in them don't last that long.
0: Yeah, that's the batteries definitely and then also the the heads, right? I mean, the heads are the more expensive. But if you go into more of a business model sort of uh, thinking cap here, you're looking at the shaver, a shaver blade model, where obviously the shaver is going to be relatively cheap and affordable, but the blades are going to be the bit that's going to set you back, and that's how the company's going to make their money. So, you know, when you do see all those toothbrushes, electric toothbrushes on the on the, at the supermarket for half price, and you see like, oh wow, that's like twenty twenty five bucks for a, a fully electric toothbrush from Colgate. Uh, you also got to watch out because it's the heads or the uh, the disposable bits, components that are gonna be um, the killer for you. So just keep that in mind because that's a, a cost that might might affect you in the end. Because a normal regular toothbrush will end up costing you a couple bucks every time. Do do the electric tooth heads or toothbrushes, they do they last less than the manual ones?
1: No, certainly not. So it's still right. three months. Do a three month um yeah. but you will notice that when you are trying to buy an electric toothbrush, there's actually two different types of electric brush heads. So you have got the circle ones, yeah. which are mainly predominantly from Oral-B, and then you've got the normal size rectangular brush heads. So that's some other companies like Colgate and um, Philips do that. So it's just your preference. Okay. I personally like the normal rectangular heads. Um, I find it's, it just, it's exactly the same as like a normal manual brush. I'm quite used to that already. Mm -hmm. And I do like to, you know, obviously use that bass technique with that electric brush head. So I, it's, it just feels much
0: nicer. Okay. Okay. In my opinion. Cool. Very nice. Okay. That explains the difference between the $30 one one and the $300 one. I mean, I personally myself just go for the $30 one if I was going to go for an electric one. But yeah, keep in mind with the three month, changing of the heads i mean that's just a guideline uh if it it does get blunt before then most definitely you you'll need to change the brush
1: but then you may also need to be looking at the technique that you're doing as well you Mm. may be brushing a bit too hard hence you're wearing away much quicker
0: absolutely all right all right hopefully hopefully everyone keeps that in mind when they're brushing next and you know it's definitely something that we take for granted i mean when patricia and i were talking about this before we we do definitely take brushing for granted. It's something that you do twice a day, every day of your life. So knowing why you're brushing and how to brush properly, I think is definitely worth, uh, you know, some time. So moving on from brushing here, we're going to go to toothpaste options really quickly. I know we touched on it last time as well, uh, but just to go into just a little bit more detail, I wanted to ask you a couple questions about you know, what toothpaste options are out there. You see so many different things, especially from a marketing perspective. You're like, oh, this toothpaste is going to keep your um, teeth super, super white. And then you see this other one, which is meant to like make it more protective and and make your teeth stronger. I mean, are these sort of just marketing claims or, you know, are they actually proven to to give that effect? And what ingredients are commonly also found inside them to, um, give it this special feature. Like, is there an ingredient that you need to look out for, which makes one toothpaste better than another?
1: Okay. So that's actually quite a lot of questions.
0: As per usual, Um, Patricia, as per usual,
1: the uh, standard adult toothpaste has about 1,450 parts per million of fluoride, which is the kind of what we say the recommended amount of fluoride, which toothpaste should have in order to have its um, protecting effects. Um, but, you know, the minimum you can have is about 1,000. So okay. um, most adult toothpaste would have from about 1,000 to 1,450, which is great. I mean, there's really no difference in that fluoride factor there. Um, you do have to be careful with kids' toothpaste, though. So you do want to actually use kid um the toothpaste for their age. And this, by that, I mean... Kids should only use adult toothpaste once they're they're 6 years old. So that's when they start to get their 6-year-old molars and that's and you'll see it in the back of their teeth. It's like a new set of adult teeth at the very back because you don't want to overexpose them with too much fluoride in their baby teeth. Okay. Okay. Um and so um with The difference is you've got some that's got whitening effects, as I brushed on last time. You don't want to be using that for more than two weeks at one time because it has those abrasive effects. Yeah. So you don't want to be brushing these, using these for too long because it can actually be harmful to the outer layer of the teeth.
0: Okay. So have it as an alternative, as we suggested last time, with those abrasive ones. Yeah. Okay. And about... um, so the common ingredient that you're looking for in the toothpaste is fluoride, yeah. correct? Okay. So you're looking at how many parts per million of fluoride there is. Yeah. Okay. And um, is there anything else that you need to look out for? So if one claims, yeah, that it's will give you stronger teeth than the other one, is this sort of correct? Or is there anything different in the, in the ingredients or the um,
1: mixture? So... Essentially, they've all got that same amount of fluoride, so it should just give you that same amount of protection.
0: Okay.
1: Um, there is another toothpaste, which I actually haven't mentioned before yet, is the sensitive, so the sensitive range.
0: That's right.
1: Um, you Look, if you do have actually quite sensitive teeth, I definitely recommend it. Yeah. Um, so these are actually... They actually have specific ingredients in them to actually protect your enamel layer so that hard enamel layer that can cause that sensitivity so it has this um, ingredient called potassium nitrate
0: potassium nitrate people potassium nitrate
1: so it stops those nerve impulses which causes the sensitivity and it desensitizes it however you know you always always want to consult your dental professional there as well because there could Mm. be other underlying um, problems in your mouth as well
0: okay perfect actually i just wanted to wind back a little bit just to make it a little bit more simpler for our listeners but are you able to just clarify what fluoride does for your teeth or for your mouth like what's the importance of it there's always so many debates
1: um so fluoride actually works topically so what i mean by that is that when you ingest it it doesn't do anything for inside the body so by just applying it on your teeth is enough. You don't need to swallow it, guys. That's why you wanna be spitting out that toothpaste. Fluoride actually provides that extra protection around the teeth, which is very necessary um, to have, um, but you only need it in small doses, hence why we only use you know, the toothpaste twice a day. You don't really need any more than that.
0: Okay, so it goes on top of your Tooth. Yeah. The, the right, like, adheres a, to the like a little enamel. cream. Okay, like a little cream as well before. Alright, interesting. Cool. So, um again, like I just really wanted to clarify also about widening. So we established that with whitening toothpaste that there are little particles that essentially wear away the enamel layer. So use that on a very sporadic basis. So not every day, you say once every two weeks, you said
1: You can use once it for the first two weeks. But after that, you shouldn't be really using that for another okay. at least four months, okay. three, four months.
0: So just be um, Just for wary. that extra top up. Yeah.
1: But yeah, definitely be aware. It does have a bit more abrasive crystals
0: than just the normal toothpaste. Okay. And the charcoal toothpaste works in exactly the same method as well?
1: Yeah, but a little bit more aggressive because the um, crystals are a little bit bigger. So, okay. Hence, more harmful. All
0: right. Sounds good. I mean, one other really important question I think in my mind regarding toothpaste is what's the right amount to put onto your brush? Uh, before, again, before I met you, I used to put buckets load of toothpaste on. I'd used to just smear that on thinking that it'd be so good for my teeth. But then ever since you put toothpaste on my toothbrush, I end up always getting like a half a pea size of mine. So what's the benefit of that? I mean, I like to get my toothpaste nice and frothy in my mouth.
1: <laughs> so, um, If you're putting too much on your toothpaste, you're just kind of wasting it all down the drain. Um, I just recommend a pea-sized amount or even a little bit less for adult size. But for kids, um, when you're a toddler, just put a little tiny little smear layer on there. That is definitely enough for them because you know what they're like. They like to put so much Mm -hmm. and then they probably might accidentally swallow it. Yeah. And, you know, that's way too much fluoride um, in one hit for them. Not that it's toxic enough they will probably have to swallow like at least ten tubes for it to be toxic.
0: Don't do that, kids.
1: Um, but yeah, you you don't want to be wasting all that.
0: Okay, cool. So, only put like a pea-sized amount for an adult onto your toothbrush, and for kids, just a small smear.
1: Yeah, for well, um, for you know, kids younger than six, just a little yeah. smear is fine. Yeah. But as they get older, you can put a bit more than yeah. that.
0: Well, yeah, this is definitely contraindicative of what is normally in the ads, obviously they need to make it look nice and pretty with a good dolloping and I think that also encourages you to use a lot more toothpaste and then means that you have to also buy a lot more toothpaste too, so yeah, be wary of that, don't overdo your toothpaste, Um, but yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to add, Patricia?
1: I think that's great, guys. Just wanted to keep it nice and quick today.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: next episode we have um, lined up. We've got some doctors which are happy to record with us. Not Josh. Um, not Josh. And ask that I might give... Another podcast about baking tips, but definitely give us a bit of a voice message um, yeah. if you want to give us some feedback or just more ideas on what we should
0: talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah, I I know we've already got some feedback from some some of our little cousins who want us to talk about cars, and you know that's not <laughs> too far fetched. I mean, we we know a lot about cars, so we can start we can start chatting about cars after this as well. So, yeah, any topics not off the agenda, and more than happy to get everyone involved. So drop us some voice messages, give us some feedback and yeah, hope you're enjoying our podcast so far.